This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. In 2008, a podcast was created with one goal. To bring Bat fans around the world news related to movies, comics, video games, television, merchandise, and so much more. And now, the Batman Universe Podcast has returned. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the TBU Podcast. I'm Dustin, and joining me today is BJ and Scott, and today we are talking about, well, we've got a quick news brief that we're going to talk about something that came up in the last couple of weeks, and then we're going to be talking about uh, f- Fear State, not Future State. I want to make sure that's clear. We're going to be talking about Fear State coming to an end, our thoughts on how it kind of wrapped up, and then we're going to be also talking about um, kind of the future of the Bat Books and some rumors that have popped up about some of the things that we could potentially be seeing here in the uh, very near future when it comes to the Bat Books. Uh, they're going in a different direction, specifically because James Tynion is not going to be heading up the Bat Books. Uh, Joshua Williamson is coming into Batman, and then there's also a big event that's going to be taking place in the pages of Detective Comics starting in January. So we're going to talk a lot about that stuff, what we can expect, what we are hoping for, what we can, what we are hoping to see happen, or some of the things that we're hoping that come to an end, uh, given the new direction that we're potentially uh, coming up with. So we're going to get into that. But first, like I said, we've got a news brief. So many people probably have not heard of this. Uh, if you're a diehard Bat fan, you probably may have heard about this a couple years back. But there was a project in the works, a video game project that was in the works at WB Games Montreal back after Arkham Knight uh, released. Uh, those of you who are unfamiliar, WB Games Montreal, they put together the, uh, what was it, Blackgate Origin? or Bla- It was the one with Black Mask and uh, Deathstroke popping up in it. Um, it was, it came out, Origins. yeah, Origins. It was, it came out in the, in between Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Uh, personally, it was not that great. The story idea was okay. Uh, the game mechanics and the fact that when it released, it was extremely buggy, kind of killed the game before it even really got anywhere. Um, and then obviously it didn't come from Rocksteady, who was behind the actual main Arkham games. So of course it had the comparisons of the, the quality and why it wasn't as good. Um, that said, once Arkham Knight was determined to be kind of the end of the story for Bruce Wayne when it came to the Arkham games, obviously Warner Brothers is not going to let Batman go by the wayside and not produce any more content featuring Batman. But one of the possibilities that was floating out there and one of the ones, the rumor that popped up was that they were developing a game focusing on Damian Wayne as Batman. And there was some talk about this. I honestly want to say it was at least... 
at least 2018, maybe that, that the first talk of this game popped up, but it was basically at the time announced, not announced, but it was revealed that this was something they were working on, but it was no longer anything that they were going to be and it wasn't going to actually happen. It was canceled. Well, conveniently, just a couple of weeks ago, we got a group of concept art released from this exact game that kind of features what could have been. And I will say there are some really interesting things that came out as part of the concept art. Uh, the idea behind it was that it, after Arkham Knight, this game takes place in the same Arkham series, but it takes a time jump and goes into the future where Bruce Wayne is much older. Damian Wayne has taken over the new the, the new suit of Batman, and, and he is patrolling Gotham. Gotham is in a very dire situation, and uh, Batman is is obviously much older. In this timeline, it's it's assumed that Alfred is no longer around, and Bruce Wayne is back at the Batcave kind of managing things like Alfred used to. Also, obviously similar to the way that uh, things happened in Batman Beyond. That said, the project was called Project Sabbath, and... If you haven't seen the concept art, we've got a link in the description that you can check out to see this concept art. Um, honestly, out of everything that they showed, there's two things that stand out to me. Uh, obviously, an older an older Batman who happens to have a beard. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, he obviously has some issues with his knees, probably from all those landings that he's landed over the years because he's wearing a brace on what appears to be at least both knees. And uh, then we also see some concept art for some of the villains that would have taken place in this timeline. There's a female version of Black Mask. We see a uh, version of Harvey Dent, Two-Face, much older. And then there's a Poison Ivy who may or may not be the same one. And then Dick Grayson as obviously an older character as well. So those were the ones that stand out, stand, stood out to me. What did you guys think of the concept art? Really cool. It was interesting to see... Uh like Damien and the like almost Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond suit it was it was kind of cool to see the Batman Beyond suit with a cape because we really don't ever see that he's got the wings and I thought it's interesting I liked how it was really more of a really broken down Gotham Gotham that had Batman in a while and I wonder what like the story would have been if we ever got to see it yeah I um I really appreciated seeing the new bat suit for uh, Damien. I thought that was cool. Um, and I just admittedly, like when this thing was still in active development, I was following these rumors like crazy because I really wanted to see this continue. Um, and I, probably my favorite thing was just seeing the brief snippet we got of the villain, particularly Black Mask. I always felt like in that series, Black Mask got robbed um, in Origin since it was you know, the Joker, really, instead of Black Mask. But um, it was, even though we're never going to get it, it's nice to see and that to know that there were thoughts on this and that it was going to continue in some form at some point before they decided to take a new direction. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it is unfortunate when stuff like this, especially something that could have been as good as what we are seeing in these concept art, it's unfortunate when something like this doesn't come to fruition. But I will say... It gives me hope as to what we could see in the future if something, you know, there's an idea that sometimes good ideas never die. They just come back as a different version of the same idea. And I think that's entirely possible with video games. Um, obviously, if you have a very successful run on 
a franchise, you're going to continue to do that, but eventually you're going to move on and do something different. It's just, it's bound to happen. So that was a quick little news brief. Um, let's get into kind of our bulk of the episode this time around, which is talking about the end of Fear State. So if you haven't been reading Batman comics, there has been a an event that's took, I think it started at the end of August, and now here we are at the end of November, and it's wrapping up. Uh, the last issue, technically, of this, of this event is... Batman Fear State Omega, which releases on Tuesday, November 30th. And when this releases, there is, there's, it, it's also conveniently the swan song for James Tynion's run on the Batman title. Tynion is still going to be working on the Joker uh, series, the ongoing Joker series, until next April. But for the now, he's going to be wrapping up his run on Batman. Uh, he's been on Batman since early 2020. And he's been doing a bunch of different things. Um, he's created a lot of new characters. He's introduced new elements into the Batman universe. But he's moving on to more creator-owned projects. And that's going to take him outside of superhero comics, at least for the foreseeable future. So kind of as we get to this point where Fear State wraps up, I wanted to kind of kind of do it like a retrospective of like how what 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 do we think of Tynion's run also what did we think of Fear State as an event uh focusing more on Fear State as an event we might come back to more of a retrospect on uh Tynion's run as a whole because he did have a pretty decent run on the title and in general when it comes to the Batman universe he's been on bat titles for close to 10 years now so it'll be good to come back to that but as we look at fear state personally i think they marketed this massive event that could potentially reshape the entire idea of what gotham city is and the characters obviously that are found in gotham city here we are a couple months later and it to me it just feels like it was an interesting story it felt like it could have went somewhere but it felt like it abruptly wrapped up very nice and put a little bow on it what do you guys think so i guess to put it in a word, I was disappointed, or maybe another word tries to be underwhelmed because it did. Like you're right, it was sold as this huge event, you know, and and we're gonna get all these tie-ins and like Epic City's gonna be in chaos. It's gonna be like Joker War, but bigger, I guess, is the way you know I felt like it was sold to me, and it, you know, it was. It's kind of I mentioned it in my reviews, but you know, it really kind of came down to just revolving around a handful of the characters that were introduced you know it really came down to just like miracle molly scarecrow batman and peacekeeper and everybody else kind of just fluff for background noise that wasn't really integral to anything and just you know i feel like the ideas were there like tynan definitely wanted to tap into like the zeitgeist with things that are happening on like a social or political level you know across the country but he never really did anything with it it just kind of filtered into what he was writing about and then he just rushed to an ending and you know what we ended up with was a story i feel like will be kind of forgettable you know in the in the long run like i don't think anyone's i mean we might see stories of the characters that took part in fear state you know some of the new characters that were brought on but um beyond that i honestly don't see this as being something that'll be memorable in the long term. It did just kind of, it just kind of ended. And when I was done reading the issue, I was like, 
this is it. Like, I know that there's the um, Omega issue coming, but when it's like an ultimate ish story, that's like when the big things happen, and then the they have like the epilogue stories after that. But it did seem like, I guess, after Joker War, it's like, why is anybody even living in Gotham anyway? There's chaos everywhere every two minutes. It's like, let's get back to some kind of like just. Fights on every few. There's a little storyline there. It takes out a villain, takes out Two Face, Poison Ivy. There was Titan was spinning a lot of plates with the Poison Ivy stuff, and I don't know, it just didn't kind of land for me. Yeah, I think the the problem was that I feel when the event was conceived, it it was definitely meant to be something that was going to take place over a longer period of time. Um. There's a couple of things that I think were really cool that came out of the event. Uh, the introduction of characters like Miracle Molly, the Gardener. Um, you know, the Gardener's secret files just came out. And while it was more of a Poison Ivy story and kind of helped tell the story of Poison Ivy and give a little bit more history for her, I think it was kind of interesting to see another character that was closely linked to Poison Ivy introduced. Um you know, there there was the, the idea of Peacekeeper. I, I honestly feel like that character, while he will be out there as somebody who they will somebody will pick up and reuse, I really truly do not believe that uh, it's that it's that interesting of a character. I felt like there should have been something more to it when the Secret Files came out. I think personally, I think that was the weakest one of the group that came out. Um, I don't really feel like they did a great job of kind of hashing out his reasoning behind it like yes he had this legacy of being connected to to police officers but his legacy also was corrupt police officers so that really didn't help him you know kind of further so he gets this chance and what does he do of course he he goes to the dark side and he's not he's doing exactly what his legacy assumes you would he would do so um but i think Tynan has always done a really good job of creating great characters and new characters that I think can last. And I think he does a good job of incorporating his characters into the stories that he does. Uh, contrast that to somebody like Scott Snyder, who creates characters, has this great idea for a character like Bluebird or uh, The Signal, and then kind of just waits for someone else to kind of, you know, flesh out the character. And I don't I don't really like that. I don't like when someone comes up with like a concept and then it's like, all right, who can I get to kind of flesh this out into something that actually works? Tynan doesn't, to me, doesn't do that. Um, there are obviously characters that he didn't do as much. The Gardener didn't have a ton in the storyline, um, but there was enough there and enough backstory for the character to literally get more interest in the character potentially down the line. So I think that character creations by far was probably the best thing that came out of Fear State. That said, it did feel like it just was done. Um, you know, those of you who are, who are unaware, we get, if you haven't ever read one of our reviews on the website, we do get review copies of these books ahead of time. I have read Fear State Omega, which obviously is yet to release. I'm not spoiling anything here, so it's not like I'm breaking any embargoes that per se, but it, it, all it really does is it's, it's very much in line with what happened in the last issue of Batman, Tynan's last issue of Batman, and kind of just sets the, the, the things up for the next group. It's like, kind of like, 
putting the pieces back where they belong so that someone else can come along and work with the pieces however they want. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of lasting impact. Obviously, some of these newer characters, people will pick up, other creators will pick up and use them. Some of the cre- some of the characters might break out and become bigger and end up in some sort of media form. But I feel like the event probably did not do the characters that much favor. Um, probably the best thing that came out of this fear state thing was the, the secret files because they've done a good job of doing the secret files and focusing on these characters that wouldn't have the page count to really tell their story within the main pages of Batman. So I think the secret files is great. Unfortunately, that's not going to continue. And that's just the, the sake of what's happening with time and leaving the book and then not really having a firm direction of, what's happening with everything else going on with the bat books yeah the secret files like i would agree that those are probably my favorite parts of this story especially the miracle molly one actually that was probably my favorite of all of them because it was just an interesting you know backstory to who this character is but i i guess you know to me what they kind of showed was that in a perfect world if like tynan had all the time in the world you know or a longer run or you know just more time and more issues in general, you know, with this could have been something more meaningful and, and more lasting, you know, where you could introduce the greater story in smaller doses, like maybe start with the magistrate who's focused on that and Simon's fate and kind of dig into, you know, that aspect of it a little bit more in the relationship with the police department or Mayor Nakano and and make that its own little mini arc and then move on to like building layers on top of it, you know, like Sean Mahoney as Peacekeeper 01 and then bring in Scarecrow later as kind of someone pulling the strings or having some ties to Simon Faint instead of revealing it all at once and then, you know, rushing through to where if you didn't read the secret files, it's just characters are just kind of hanging around waiting for when they need to provide um, some kind of knowledge or insight or you know, do one task, you know, like Miracle Molly, you know, for instance, she's just there, you know, we get introduced to her early on and then she's just kind of there until she just remembers, you know, this machine that the uh, Unsanity Collective built and is uh, and has to run off and tell Batman like, hey, this is what's going to go down. I, you know, I, I remember we had this, so we just got to go find this MacGuffin and, you know, make everything okay. So there was really no, you know, nothing layered or no momentum built it was just you know exposition and then rush to this goalpost and then more exposition and rush to another goalpost i read all the the um all the tie-ins that go with every with all of fear state like i read i read nightwing and um i read detective they really didn't so the to fear state for me the main storyline they were okay see barbara gordon back as batgirl but then she just gave up being batgirl like in joker war and now all of a sudden she's back as batgirl so then i'm big event she'll come back as batgirl so it just seems it's like a around a cycle that's a little strange yeah it 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 definitely it it's it's disconcerting when you have creators changing so many times in a row and you have them putting the pieces back to where they need to go and then you get changes. Obviously, Joker Wars not a different creator, but it 
it's slightly annoying when you feel like there should be something happening with certain characters and it wasn't. The one thing I will say about Barbara Gordon, though, is it feels like the Batgirl title or Batgirl's title that we're getting here next month should have happened much sooner. And for some reason, I don't know what, but there was for some reason it just got held back because after Joker War, it felt like they set up the Batgirl's series and on top of that, they had uh, Tynion had said in interviews after Joker War wrapped up, like, "Oh, we've got some really big plans for Cassandra Kane and and uh, Stephanie Brown coming up in the near future, leading us all to believe." And then what we've gotten instead is some kind of smaller stories that are taking place in urban legends. And I will say, I've I, if anybody out there is li- listened to me when I was on the comic cast, I said that I love the idea of a anthology-based story that tells different stories focusing on various members of the Batman universe or the Bat family or the Bat rogues. I like the idea of doing a title like that specifically because there's so many characters that don't get their own ongoing series. There's so many characters that wouldn't ever get their own, their own ongoing series. And I think that an anthology series is the perfect place to tell stories and not have this necessity to have them be six issues long or 12 issues long. Like you see sometimes when you get, when you give a character a mini series or something like that. And I, for the most part, that worked well, but I feel like th- because Urban Legends started off the way it did, it needed to focus on certain characters to force. It needed to have certain characters in its in its pages so that it would warrant people to actually pick it up. People who were looking forward to a Batgirl series had to pick up Urban Legends to see some of the stuff happen. Uh, people who liked Outsiders needed to pick up uh, Urban Legends to see Outsiders because they weren't really popping up in other stuff. Same thing with Signal. Obviously, he was part of the Outsider story. But there were certain characters that if you if you didn't pick it up, then you weren't getting those characters. And it'll be interesting to see once this Batgirl series starts we've got task force uh task force z with uh, red hood in it uh now that those characters are getting their own series now the question is well and we also know that there's supposed to be something to happen with outsiders and batman beyond supposed to be coming back so he's kind of like mainstays for urban legends over the past year almost a year have you know they're they're getting their own series so then what is going to be happening in urban legends um but anyway back to fear state i think Detective Comics is telling an interesting story, but I think that they're not so as so focused about what's going on with Fear State. Obviously, there were certain elements that kind of played in, just like Nightwing and Catwoman and Harley Quinn, but it's just there's not enough going on. And when you have an event happening, obviously what always happens is you have an event all the all the other all the other books as part of the line they tie in their sales go up because of the tie in and then they have to kind of but if you're reading the title from the before point and after you're you're just kind of getting this moment of happening happening that kind of takes away from whatever story they're trying to tell and that's the case with nightwing nightwing was on a really good path of telling a really good story and then suddenly you've got this fear state event kind of taking place and you're questioning why this needed to happen in the pages of nightwing and it's because of course everything has to tie together because that's just how dc does their stuff but they really need to get away from that mindset of Here's a character who's not even currently in Gotham City, but we're going to bring him back, distract from telling the story that already is very good and already 
doing well just to include it into this uh, event. Yeah, this um, Fear State's not going to go on like the uh, all-time Batman storyline. It's not. It wasn't Nightfall. It wasn't Contagion. It wasn't No Man's Land. Like I, I could bring up with Nightwing showing up in Gotham. Like, I guess it's really. I guess when you have to force the magistrate and Simon Saint and everything, then yeah, Nightwing all of a sudden has to show up. But really, like his tie-in issues, he was kind. Of, he wasn't really the main focus of it. It was more of a Barbara Gordon story. Yeah. All right, so let's get into some of the news of what's coming soon from the Bat Book. So the, one of the big announcements this past week solicits for uh, February released. And in the midst of the solicitations, there's always some sort of new announcements for some things that we can expect. The only really big one that came out regarding the Batman universe is that I am Batman, Jace Fox, uh, or Tim Fox, um, the bat, the next Batman is moving to, is moving from Gotham city to New York city. And while I don't necessarily have a problem with it, it begs the question of, well, what is the reason behind the next Batman? Because those of you who didn't pay attention to future state earlier this year, the entire intent behind that event was what there is an event that takes place, which ultimately was supposed to be fear state that's puts Gotham in a new trajectory. And this is what could happen in the future based off of this horrible event that happened during fear state. Future state was what could be. And in the midst of that, we were introduced to a new Batman, uh, Jace Fox, who takes over the role of Batman because Bruce Wayne is not Batman, or he's presumably dead during the Future State event. It's eventually revealed that he's not dead, but we are under this assumption that he is, and he becomes Batman, and he's doing his thing. There's, at the very end of the last issue of Batman that Tynan did, there's a mention of the fact that there is a Batman, there's another Batman that has emerged, and there's a question of what is he doing, and obviously that Batman is going to move to New York City, but we haven't really seen these two come in contact with each other at this point, at least in the pages of the normal main going forward continuity not a future event that may or may not have actually taken place. So to me, I don't have a problem with uh, Jace Fox being Batman necessarily. I, I just, I, I question the reasoning of why we need to have this other Batman. I think at the time, this is kind of like falling out from the idea of that there was going to be a new Batman with the entire idea of what 5G was supposedly be supposed to be before Dan DiDio got canned. Um, but I don't really understand where we're going with this in the future with uh, Jace. You know, he's going to move to New York City and he's going to be a Batman in New York City. I mean, that gives him a reason to not come in contact with Bruce Wayne in Gotham City. But you're taking a character who's being Batman and you're putting him in a different town, not with the Bat family. He's not going to be interacting with those characters. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you just make a character that isn't Batman necessarily? And I feel like this, to me, just comes off as we didn't know how to get John Ridley, who probably put a lot of time and effort into creating this character any sort of like way to wrap up whatever he was going to do because he was going to be doing this as an ongoing type story. And now we're not going in that direction, but we still have him doing the story. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, that's what they want to do. You know, I don't mind Jace Fox Batman. I, I, I kind of like him, but I guess the one thing I always liked about DC is I, I, I like the, uh, 
fictional city names. They're the you know they're they're like real are real cities, but you know they're their own thing. And so the idea of having him move to New York City, I just eh, not really the biggest fan. I don't like when they bring the real cities into uh, continuity. Or I mean, I guess I should get used to it. They've been you know in DC Comics been mentioned for quite a while. You know as being real cities that exist alongside, you know, the fictional ones, but I guess uh, they need to give them a home somewhere. It's not Gotham. Could be like um, different stories just in New York, print of Gotham, like he'll get a whole new rogues gallery. He's not going to face the normal Bruce Wayne villains. And nope. if who, because isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bruce Wayne, when traveling, right? in the upcoming when Williamson takes over, right? Yeah, so that's one of the things that is supposedly going to happen is that Batman is going to be leaving Gotham City, which would have made sense that a new Batman would have then been in charge, or not in charge, but managing or protecting Gotham City. And that's where I thought we were going. But it seems as if he's either traveling for a very short amount of time and then he's returning in February and then we've got Jace Fox being kicked out of Gotham and going to New York City. And Bruce is wearing the Batman ink suit and that was the suit he wore when he was traveling the world and Dick was Batman in Gotham. So that's what I thought we were getting yeah. where he going all over and there was going to be Batman in Gotham. But or DC must have something planned, but I don't know how much uh, faith we're all going to have in them. Exactly. All right, so then some of the other little news bits. Um, if there's any fans of Batman Forever out there, and I will say, while looking back on time, I am not a huge fan of Batman Forever as a, as a singular movie. Uh, Batman Forever was the film that really got me into Bat fandom because it was the first film that released when I was the right age that really got me interested in Batman as a character outside of me reading the comics and watching cartoons. Um, that said, those of you who watched uh, Batman Forever, you may remember Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian, Dr. Chase Meridian, a psychologist who was not only uh, seeing Bruce Wayne as a patient, but also a uh, seeing Batman between the sheets, as we say. Um, so um, that said, she is going to be making an appearance in the comics because she's going to be heading the new version of Arkham. Um, Arkham is going to be redone. Obviously, it was blown up during A-Day back at the beginning of Infinite Crisis. And when that all happened, Arkham is Arkham Asylum's gone. So they're rebuilding Arkham as Arkham Tower, and she's going to be the head doctor that is managing the facility. She's already popped up in and been mentioned by uh, Oracle. It was like it kind of been passing, but very soon here we're going to be seeing Doctor Chase Meridian. I believe actually she popped up in the pages of Batman. Scarecrow was brought to her, or brought, yeah, was brought to her at the end, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but she's she's going to be introduced. So that's kind of interesting because uh, Jeremiah Arkham, out with the Arkhams, in with uh, Batman Forever. So there's that. Um, the other thing is that there was a huge list of gossip stuff. Um, 
you can if you're a you're a comic fan, you can you probably have uh, ju- you probably have passed judgment one way or the other on a certain website called Bleeding Cool. Uh, personally, I don't have any issue with the website. I mean, they know exactly what they're doing. They have no problem trying to get people you know catchy headlines without going too far like some of some of the sites out there Um, but they are very good at rounding up uh, information from creators they have a very dedicated following of people who including comic creators who have worked on a variety of different content over the years and they know things that uh, they share and there is a group of 16 comments that were posted uh, earlier this month about a number of different things that are going to be happening in the Bat Books coming in 2022. So I kind of want to talk about some of the some of these things because some of them are very interesting, some of them are not, and it'll be interesting to see which of these actually play out and which ones don't. Uh, not that I'm necessarily planning on coming back to these this list, but some of these are worth the discussion. So running through them, uh, number one, the end of the magistrate's fear state is a cause for celebration. There will be street parties, but the biggest will be held in the river. Um, I'm assuming they're talking about uh, probably the Iceberg Lounge, um, given the fact that where the location of that is. Also, conveniently, the art that they provided shows a bunch of villains partying it up and what appears to be the Iceberg Lounge. Um, personally, uh, I'm sure lots of people are going to be happy that Fear State is over uh, in, in continuity. Uh, maybe outside of continuity, too. But inside continuity, there's plenty of people who are going to be interested in it wrapping up. Um, but I think, like we've already said, it's not really going to hold that like place like Cataclysm or... Uh, nightfall where a lot of people are going to remember it. So I don't know that they really want to focus on the end of it too much. Let's say that. Number two is Ghostmaker's real name is Minkoa Khan, born in Singapore to importer-exporters. Ghostmaker will now be training Clown Hunter with a sword instead of a Bat-Bat. That actually, I can tell you, pops up in Omega. Uh, Ghostmaker is introduced to Clown Hunter, and Clown Hunter kind of says to Batman, I'm not really interested in working with this guy, um, but then changes his mind very quickly. So there's that. Number three, Wolfgang Belisma, editor-in-chief, managing director at, at Jess Tillet Publishing at Murdoch University in Perth, is about to become of one of Batman's rogues gallery as a Gotham drug dealer. That's what happens when you know Tom Taylor. I hope they signed off on that one. That's what Rich Johnston, the writer of the article, is saying. I don't have any idea who that is. I assume people in Australia would probably know who that is. Moving straight along, number four, Barbara Gordon is sent body cam footage of Red Hood killing FBI agents in error, trying to get an orga- to an organized criminal boss. He hasn't, but he hasn't stopped using guns. Question um, mark. This one's interesting because I have to wonder where this is going to pop up. I imagine it's going to pop up in the pages of Task Force Z because that's the book that he's currently in. He's also in Future State Gotham, but I don't think. Honestly, I feel like that book has an expiration date already stamped on it based off of what's going on right now with the other books. Um, but I'm not super surprised. I think the FBI agents that he's killing are probably most likely undercover agents and they're they're just kind of caught in the crossfire or something like that. So there's that one. Number five, Kid Kawhi is an innocent child's mind trapped in a top-of-the-line feral fluid assassin's body created by Akumaku. 
Um, I'm not familiar with Kid Kawhi, so I'm not even going to touch on this one that much because I don't know anything about it. Uh, number six, Miracle Molly is heading to jail. That uh, Again, that takes place in the pages of Omega. That's happening literally right, right around the corner. Number seven, Flatline's grandfather was a superpowered Russian serial killer, an assassin with the power to learn from those who killed, a little like Chew from Chew without the cannibalism. Um, obviously, this is probably going to take place in Robin because that's where Flatline is a character, and there's she's not really popping up. She's not going to pop up in another title unless it deals with Damian Wayne, and that's the only title he's currently taking a part in. Uh, number eight, Razorline is an occultist with powers from the Book of Pain, stolen from the secret city of Shambrahala. So Razorline is the villain that was popped up in the Ghostmaker backups as one of Ghostmaker's previous uh, rogues. Um, so we'll be seeing him more. Um, number nine, the Drenched was an Atlantis scientific experiment and a genetic mix of Atlantean and Trench. Number 10, Brainstorm is a powerful telekinetic engineered against his will to become a living weapon. Number 11, the Batgirls move to the hill. They have bunk beds. Number 12, XXL is only 10 years old. Number 13, the instigator put the August general in iron in a coma for three weeks. Number 14, Black Swan is a ballerina who accidentally killed everyone on stage in a fit of peak. Number 15, the Magistrate may be no more, but only the brand. The tech with armored police, drones, and cyber soldiers could still be handy for foreign wars. Amanda Waller naturally wants the tech and may be keeping Simon Saint house arrest and return, but Peacekeeper is missing. Uh, just This is also going to be happening in Fear State Omega. And Simon Saint, supposedly, not that this is popping up in in Fear State Omega, but there's been another rumor out there that Simon Saint might be getting recruited by the, into the Suicide Squad. So I'm not, not exactly sure what the point of that would be other than him being used for his tech. But as it's portrayed in the comic, he his company is, is basically ousted him. He goes to jail, and they're trying to just sell off all of that stuff to some, the highest bidder. Uh, number 16, as a new generation is growing up in Gotham, weary of Batman, he realizes he can't control Gotham, so he isn't going to try anymore. Um, again, we've kind of seen this happening with the introduction of Clown Hunter and some of the other characters like the Insanity Collective. Uh, we are seeing that Batman is not necessarily the force to stop things from happening, but more of the force to try to like make things work, is the best way I could put it. So, do any of these points that I've brought up stand out to any of you to you guys um i mean i liked uh ghost maker and clown hunter working together or ghost maker training clown hunter you know i think that's that'll be kind of interesting to see especially with um their history in that initial arc where ghost maker first appeared uh, the only caveat to that i have is you know we also had a whole annual i believe about clown hunter where it was this back and forth with him and Dr. Leslie Tompkins and her, like my impression of that annual was at the end of it, she was trying to convince him to go a different way beyond Batman. Since she's not, since he's not a Batman fan is to maybe instead of being like a vigilante, maybe like be more on her side as like a healer or maybe a social worker or somewhere, someone more involved in the, you know, helping people instead of running out there with a weapon. So I guess I'm assuming that's out now, but you know, I I do like the idea of 
uh, Ghost Maker and Clown Hunter together. And then <clears throat> I guess the last point would be it makes sense with Batman leaving Gotham. I guess I guess that's the the, the reason we can assume is that uh, all the youngsters. Um, aren't big fans of Batman or they're wary of Batman as it's worded. And so maybe he just calls it quits. I don't know. Yeah. I would say the ghost maker clown hunter sounds the most interesting out of all those points of, I mean, a lot of different uh, topics going down on that list. Um, also, I, I am kind of interested in the flatline character from uh, Robin. It's pretty cool with a interesting backstory dating back uh, that ties to Lord Deathman. Wonder if we kind of flesh her out more. With all of that being said, before we go, what are your guys' impression of what you want to see? As our listeners, we want you guys to chime in and let us know what you can you'd like to see in the Bat Books in the coming months as well. What items out of this list are you excited about? Which items are you hoping kind of don't happen? Um, even though most likely a lot of this stuff is going to happen, the, whether or not it blows up and becomes bigger or not, is going to depend on, obviously, some sort of fan reaction. So what are you guys looking forward to out of this list? And what are you hoping from the Bat Books? Are you hoping for certain characters to get ongoing series? Are you hoping for certain characters to kind of disappear into the background for the time being. Which ones have you seen too much of? Which ones haven't you seen enough of? We want to know. So leave leave your comments either on YouTube where the this podcast is. You can leave uh, comments also on our website, thebatmanuniverse.net. There is a post for the podcast, and you can leave your comments there. Or you can send us an email at tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net, and we will get back to those comments on our next episode fe- focusing on comics. With all of that being said, if you're interested in anything related to the Batman, whether it be movies, television, comics, video games, merchandise, um, all kinds of stuff related to the Bat fandom, be sure to check out our website, thebatmanuniverse.net, where we have all kinds of news, editorials, reviews, all kinds of content related to the Batman universe, and uh, we have that on our site. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We have Discord. You can find all of our social channels linked over on our website, and you can follow along as we post that stuff over on those channels. Uh, we also have YouTube where we have uh, merch reviews that uh, we're posting, as well as obviously all of the podcasts that we have to offer are also available on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Um, with all of that being said, if you are interested in supporting the show, please take a moment to visit the website and look for the support TBU option where you can find a variety of different ways to support TBU and make this show be able to succeed more in the future. Uh, we have Patreon. Um, as a Patreon supporter, you actually are getting these episodes earlier than everybody else. You'll get early release of uncut versions of our podcast ahead of time, at least uh, at least a day or so ahead of everybody else, uh, depending on when how quickly we can get the episodes posted to the, the main public. So with all of that being said, for BJ, Scott, and myself, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TV Podcast, and we will see you guys next time.